Hello, and welcome to FNG1, a new guy's guide to Formula One and the world of motorsport. My name is Chuck, and with me, as always, is Sean. How's it going, guys? And we are here to talk about the extremely eventful... You have Austrian Grand Prix written in the notes here, but it was not. It was Silverstone. I forgot to do notes because I didn't think it needed it. Yeah, so we're throwing this together because it seemed like this episode wrote itself. Uh, as anyone who watched the race would probably assume and is probably here to listen to some thoughts. And Sean, I have a concern right off the bat. Yeah. I'm concerned that our listeners are here to hear me with some fiery takes. And I yeah. have a feeling that my thoughts about it are much more even than people are hoping <laughs> for. Oh, so I, I'm wondering if I should play it up like I'm Skip Bayless. No, I think you should go with it. because Should I be I controversial? Th- I think you should probably go with how you actually feel because I think I know, because I've been part of this podcast from the beginning of the season, I think people who have listened from the beginning of the season probably actually know which way you're going to go. There is the hot take one, and we could th- throw some of those in jokingly, but I... I I'm interested to get your actual feelings on what happened. We are, of course, referring to the first lap. It was the first lap, right? Yes. It was the first lap. It was like seven turns in. It was on one of the turns that has a name because they all do. I think Cops is nine. Cops? Yeah. Is it named after like a stand of trees? I don't know. Or is there a person named Cops? It would be very British- for it to be named after like a stand of trees, a copse of trees that maybe used to be there. The rest is the airfield. So like Maggots, Beckett's Chapel, the chapel at the airfield, I think. But I don't know about Really? Cops. I did not know all of these things. Yeah. One of them is named the Hamilton Strait. Well, that's pretty new. Are there other ones that are named after people? Uh, I want to say, well, I mean, Maggots and Beckett's, I don't think they're named after racers, though. I want to say there is, but I cannot remember. I don't know turn names all that much. Are there parts of this track that are still yet to be named, or are they going to have to start replacing names when when new Oh, yeah, there's definitely not to be named corners. Okay, that's good, because, I mean, it's cool that they did that. They should keep doing that if they have other things to name. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Hamilton Street, it's not... I mean, they've been doing this for 70 years, and that's the first guy that... British guy who's won seven championships. So I think there's probably yeah, but, some... But still. <laughs> there's some room to uh, <laughs> You're name saying that things. they don't have a, a huge number of people in line. Whatever. Not, we're going to... Soon enough, we're going to have the uh, the Norris turn or something After like qualifying, that. I thought they were going to just name the whole thing the Russell Grand Prix. The, the Russell chicane. <laughs> and then they made him race. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. But first, we're delaying the inevitable. We've got to talk about... The crash between Hamilton and Verstappen to basically open up the race. Yeah. After some extremely exciting racing that was going on prior to that. Yeah, and I think I think you could even take it back to the Saturday sprint. Yes. Because the, I, it was only about a lap or two, but whoo, buddy, Verstappen was aggressively defending, and Hamilton was really trying to get around him in that, and. Then Verstappen opened up a gap, but it started Saturday and they just picked right back up on Sunday. Yeah. And it was aggressive. It was exciting. Everybody was enjoying it. 
It was very fair too. I mean, it was really aggressive, but they were, I think one of the things to acknowledge up until the contact point, there are many combinations of the drivers that could have done that first half lap without a series of errors. without just pieces. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, it was there excellent. Was so it was very many exciting to watch where you were seeing like those guys are incredibly talented. And, and then was there just, was contact. Then there was contact. It'll happen. <laughs> so my take on it, I guess, let me think here for a second, I guess about what really is my take on it. Max went in too quick. Lewis in like Max intentionally went in Lewis intentionally hung out. So they're both wrong. <laughs> okay. Is my opinion is my honest opinion. So you're saying Max, Max came to the inside too quick. I guess is maybe okay. I'm describing that wrong. No, 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 no. I don't I, know. You're right. I'm just trying to make sure. I think I get he your... did it because he was still in front and so I do fall on his side, which we would all expect, right? Oh, yeah. That is not... I would be pissed if I were you. That, that was not... Even if I knew... Oh, I was if, pissed. But also, yeah. part of me was like, I want. Oh, I meant to go back and listen to this. Was it last episode where I said, it's a good thing that Max is a full race ahead of Lewis because he's due for a DNF? Yes. Was and that last other, episode or was the one yeah. before? But I very I it, recently said that. And so part of me was like, <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, you said it then. And I want to flat or I want to rewind all the way back to the second race of the season. Imla, the first corner when Max absolutely was having nothing to do with Lewis and punted him straight off the first corner. And you said after that race, eventually Lewis is not going to lift. <laughs> That I that sounds right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember yeah. races about three races after yeah. they happened. There's I'm a, not and good I can't at this remember yet. the other. <laughs> I can't remember the other one. I think it was Spain where Max kind of went like balls out for a corner, and Lewis pulled out of it a little bit too. And we've both made the point like at some point Lewis is going to decide that he can't give up that space. Sure, you know he was playing tactically up until then. So yeah, I uh, I think you were had good foresight there. So, so you feel like it was two guys made mistakes. Two guys made mistakes. I think Hamilton made the bigger mistake. Yeah. But he was also penalized. Was it the right amount? I gotta be honest with you. I don't have enough context to know. I haven't seen a whole lot of like, I've seen maybe four like time penalties assigned in the year ish yeah. that I've been watching this. So I don't yeah. know what is a normal amount that they penalize something, someone for something, you know, I think that of course Mercedes was arguing that, you know, fair's fair. It's all fine. No penalty. And of mm-hmm. course, Red Bull was saying, no, suspend him. Execute him. Yeah, you know, have, have fire him into the sun. That all makes Helmet sense. Marco, like because it's part of the game. You have to argue the extreme of your case to help sway the middle ground that they find in your direction. Yeah. Now, yeah. the funniest way that you can possibly go about doing that is to tell them, "Hey, I just emailed you something." I sent you. Oh my god! Per That's my last the email, thing that-, that is the funniest thing I've seen in Formula One yet. Was Toto you know, Wolf letting, what's his name? The uh, race Michael steward? Massey. Yeah, l- letting him know, hey, did you see the email I just sent you? 
there's some poor entry-level Mercedes guy <laughs> who was furiously building a PowerPoint. <laughs> furiously building a PowerPoint to explain why that wasn't a penalty. Oh, Toto man. And we would all love to be that guy. <laughs> Sent it. Oh, yeah, we would love to have it. We'd Zapruder the hell out of that um, <laughs> image. But the idea that you would email it to them mid-race, the cars Part were still going email. around the track. <laughs> they hadn't even red flagged it when he said that. I know, that was so fast. Yeah, so, I mean, on the time penalty, personally, 15 seconds would have felt nice, I think. 15, 15 seconds would have felt nice. It, boy, 15 seconds would have made for a remarkable final lap of this. Yeah. Five so, more seconds, I think he still would have caught up to Leclerc, and then it would have been like a, how much can you defend in the last four turns of this lap? Yeah. So, yeah, so back to the thing, my opinion... I, I anticipated that's where you were actually going to fall on it because I think you've acknowledged in the past, like Max is very, very aggressive. Sure. And it's kind of what a lot of people are drawn to Max for. And Max was never going to lift right there or give room. And Lewis, I think was at a junction of the season where he could not afford to just let Max shut the door. Mm hmm. And he stayed in it rather well, it's than interesting because it. earlier in this season, you predicted sort of a different situation, but the same result and in intent, which is that you were saying that it was possible that Hamilton could potentially build a lead on this season where he would intentionally wreck both of them to make sure that oh, Max yeah. didn't finish. And this running out the clock kind of had that same feel, but in an inverted relationship. Yeah. Like I, I feel I, like I, Hamilton was almost at a point of this may take us both down. Yeah. He had to send a message, right? But I'm going to let you know that I will do this. Like he had, I think he had to, in some sense, say like, I'm not going to lift. Right. Like, mm -hmm. You're going to have to give me and space. And also, I'm, but, and let me be clear about my thoughts here. He also said, I'm not going to take the correct racing line here. No, I don't think, he, I he think. He took the wider, not hit the apex, shoulder him out line. So there's, there, there's a couple ways to look at that. So from the technical, if we want to go back to the vehicle dynamic standpoint, <laughs> oh boy. because Lewis was down <laughs> so far on the inside, you know, they talk about the apex of a corner. Mm -hmm. Lewis is always going to have what's called an early apex. So he's going to actually touch the tightest point of his turn much earlier on an ideal situation. If you didn't have another car to the outside, if you were going to come in shallow like that, you would do that normally by yourself to extend the straightaway and make the straightaway longer. So you would actually touch really shallow on the front end of the corner and then break basically no, past that part and that turn That all late. makes sense to me. I guess what I'm saying is yes, early apex, all well and good. That's how he rolls. He, what he didn't do was literally hit the apex of the turn. No. He never got he near the couldn't. curb. He couldn't. So <laughs> what what happened was, so I've actually thought about this about a hundred, like as logically and unbiased and tried to come up with every way I could. And I basically broke it down into points per like whose fault it was. Because looking at it when it happened, I had kind of like 50-50, they're going to give him a penalty. Because I, I thought might be a little bit of a racing incident, but also I could see just given the context of when it happened, them giving him a penalty. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we'll go ahead and just put out there, you know, Michael Massey made the comment and, and it's clear to point out the teams have requested in the past that they do not consider the consequence 
of the accident when they come up with the penalty. Uh-huh. So like had they come together and they both went out, there's no real difference other than you wouldn't give them a 10 second penalty, but, or they both had been fine. It doesn't matter. The fact that Max had largely a horrific accident, right? That was kind of scary when it happened. Yeah, we'll get to that. Wasn't supposed to come into it. So the way I look at it, Max was defending that whole first lap really aggressively. And Lewis was attacking very aggressively, but Max was making a, a lot of movement on the streets. None of it was double moves. I didn't see any moves under braking, but it was all kind of like he's really pushing, if you're mm-hmm. going to say. So when he took that line and Lewis said, I'm going to go all the way inside of that, which I thought was a little insane. If I'm going to put things into categories, here's the first ding. Lewis decided to pass at cops. I'm not going to be one to like police and say like, you can't pass there because when you pass in places that you say you can't pass there, like that's awesome. And we remember that forever. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was still like, that's, that's a bold place to go. The second point against Lewis is he was going in real quickly. And when they were getting into the corner, they were pretty 50 50 because Lewis was flying up the straight, but Lewis couldn't stay on the apex. Like you just said, he was a little too quick. He couldn't stay on the apex. He drifted wide. So he lost a little bit of grip, not a ton, but he did get off the apex. Now, to talk about Max's ruling here, when he he cut in very aggressively. Now, I don't think Max was actually doing that to pinch Lewis off. I think no, Max I think that was thought the, Lewis lifted. I thought he I think he thought he had as much room to the inside as he needed. And that he was going to in turn do what he could to straighten his corner out. Yeah. Well, he was on by close basically to the idea hitting line. the straightaway immediately and just going, flooring it. Yes. Yeah. So he was trying to he was trying to be on ideal line, and I think he thought a couple of things that he had cleared past Hamilton because Hamilton's shallower and has to break a little harder, and two, Hamilton was going to lift out so they both didn't crash. Mm-hmm. And I think Such Hamilton was not the it. case. So ultimately, like I said, when I was looking at it, I still kept falling back to the like. I kind of am leaning towards it being a racing incident. That being said, Lewis got a 10 second penalty and I don't fault the stewards for like, yeah, it took max out. Like, I know we're not going to talk about consequences, but like it ended Max's race. It would have ended Hamilton's had they not had the red flag. Apparently his car was going to DNF. Yeah. His well, or it would have taken a pit and he would have been, it would have been a, work to get back into the points mercedes said it was a dnf if he didn't if they didn't have a red flag yeah he said there was something was wrong and it looked like his wing was messed up they broke the wheel hub oh i did not yeah that car was messed up (laughs) are you suggesting that hamilton got a well-timed yellow flag (laughs) yeah just another well-timed perfectly timed red flag to put his car back together we're back to imla um now I, i you know i i always listen to the driver radio because I'm looking for my which driver said this. And in my search, I stumbled across something that was from not necessarily the best source. So I'm going to put an asterisk on this by saying, I feel like it's entirely likely this is not real. Mm -hmm. But supposedly it's a playback of the driver audio on Max's car during the wreck. Ooh. And it's not pleasant to listen to, and it cuts out a lot, understandably. The car was crushed to pieces. I Our ima- man had clipping. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it goes out for like 10, 15 seconds at a time. Yeah. So his radio was under duress, but what is there is very unpleasant to listen to. 
it's not a lot of words. It's a lot of sounds like he's trying to say words, mm-hmm. but they're not words. And it's, yeah, it's not cool uh, to listen to. I won't belabor that, but I was like, yeah, yikes. I kind of wish I hadn't run across this in case it is real. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll go to the time penalty and then talk about Max in general, I think, because I think that's where that's leading. You said you didn't really have context for the time penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the I mean the best context we have is we had Lando and Perez essentially pushing someone off a track in defense. So which is like and it, they I guess you could view it as a bit of an intentional move. Now the good news is nobody got wrecked in that situation, right? But those were five. So in the context of that, like that's a pretty severe penalty. In the context of like Max DNF and Hamilton still ultimately really had no harm no foul. A lot grayer area. So seems light, but also yeah. his was a pit penalty. They both they they all were because it was he had to was pit. Sergio was were they pit or did they just add to his time? If they if you don't pit, they just add to your end time. Oh, so he just didn't pit. Yeah, I mean, and I waffled on that too. Like, okay, ultimately it didn't affect Hamilton, but then if you look at Sergio's race, like he lost out to signs on that time penalty, but functionally he still beat Ricardo and Leclerc <laughs> after punting him. So like it didn't really hurt him ultimately that much so i there's no real logical way to come at that it was just i was trying to feel out for the penalty ultimately hamilton got a 10 second penalty which is one of the stronger ones we've seen and two penalty points on his license so he did get hit for it how many how many penalty points does one get on their license if you get 12 you get a race ban 12 in a calendar year. 12 12 would be a lot. If you have 12 points on your license, you probably should be left out for a little bit. Lando had 10 before (laughs) the race started. Lando Norris? Yeah. Wow. I think think now he's down to eight. Oh, you can get him knocked off for good behavior? No, at 12 months, they roll off. Oh, okay. So like Lewis has four now or something like that. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if Max has any. Leclerc's got a few from wiping out Sergio and uh, Max last year. Real quick, let's all consider that under investigation for this week because I don't have a topic for it. So now yeah. we know a little bit more about licenses. Penalty points. Yeah. Um, okay, so Max, that scared the shit out of me. He hit that wall hard in, with the in ca- not the good part of the wall. When the car got up off the ground, I got real nervous. Yeah. Because he was moving quick. Yeah, he left the track at 180 miles an hour. I don't know what speed yeah. he was going when he hit the wall. 51 G's worth of hit. Yikes, so. Cerrone. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's up there. I mean, it's not some of the... I've seen some worse ones, but that one's a lot. So when I saw it and I saw him get out, I was like, ah, are we going to see Max in two weeks? Because I immediately thought concussion. Mm-hmm. Like if he Which doesn't have Which is what they concussion. thought and they took him to the hospital to check. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it one of those like football concussions where it's like, oh, actually, he's the starting quarterback. He's good. Right. And maybe it is. Maybe we'll hear an interview with him and he won't sound 100% and then we'll know. But I heard a few things. Like I heard leg. I've heard he's got some bruising on his shoulder and back. I mean, he's probably got bruising everywhere. I was going to say, you're going to have some bruising. If he's not, as long as nothing's broken, I guess we'll see him in two weeks. That was kind of the one concern. And I could see this really escalating in general as if he was out for the next race. Right. Now, which I guess we we don't know for sure either way, right? Right. But it's 2 weeks to the next race and then there's a 3 week break, which of all the times in the season for this to happen, like if this had happened 
four weeks ago before, you know, um, France, when we went France, Austria, Austria, that could have gotten really ugly. Right. But yeah. Um, on a personal note, I'm glad we're not in the France, Austria, Austria. That was a rough recording schedule for us. That, for a that few was a weeks lot there. Woo. Yeah. I think we got one more of those somewhere. That I know, but I'll we'll, be able to brace myself again. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Um, wow. I'm glad he's okay. I mean, that was pretty yeah, scary. For sure. Uh, so the most obvious immediate benefactor of, of at the moment of this collision was your boy Leclerc. I like how he wasn't even, he was surprised he was first. Oh yeah. I don't think he was a hundred percent aware of what had all gone down except that suddenly he found himself in the lead. I just think the whole concept of what they do is so funny because he saw them hit and he sees Hamilton slows up. So he immediately pounces and passes Hamilton, right? Of course. Cause it's their instinct. But then it never really registered to him when the red flag came out. They're like, oh, by the way, you're starting after this in first place. <laughs> yeah, you actually made it all the way to the front. You didn't think that would happen in the year of our Lord 2021. But but hey, he had qualified fourth or I guess qualified sp- sprinted. Fourth. He did both at fourth. Right. So, so, you know, he he earned the right to be there. Yeah. Uh, and, and he absolutely smoked. uh Botas. Botas, yeah, yeah, off the smart start. So, yeah, he was in first. It was uh, it lasted longer than I anticipated. It it lasted quite a long time, not quite long enough. Oh yeah, I didn't start to believe until like lap thirty eight or thirty nine. I was like, all right, he's got kind of a lead. We're looking at like a pretty good gap. Hamilton has to close every, you know, every lap. Knowing full well, like in the back of my mind, Hamilton can 100% close that gap <laughs> yeah. down. I mean, it was never really. Yeah. And that car is just better. Uh, it, the car is just better. And the, it was better on the tires. Like, I, I don't think it was for lack of talent or trying. Right. On Leclerc's point. Signs at least greatly improved where he started the race from. Hey, he started the. He started, he started the race the, in 11th. Yeah, but he started the uh, sprint race in seventh. Right. Well, I mean, Russell, tr- Russell is trying to like, give him Poop. the compliments. I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he started in the seventh, and Russell punted him to nineteenth or whatever. So right. starting, he had two good races back to back. If we look at it that way, <laughs> got up to eleventh, and then got up to a nice uh, tidy sixth place. So. It was all in all a great day for a Ferrari. Yeah, That's Ferrari had a really solid good day. points across the board there. Yeah, I mean. Norris and Ricardo started fifth and sixth, finished fourth and fourth fifth and because one of the drivers ahead of them didn't finish. So they just vanished. They started <laughs> that really in that sense they did nothing. I mean, yes, there was a journey to get there, but at the end of the that day, a, they they finished where what they began. And that that's was a good. very boring McLaren race. It was an and extremely was boring Leclerc good boring. McLaren race, and that's a shame because they've been very fun. Like, so Norris has been very f- exciting to watch, and Ricardo has been very interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pu- I'm putting that diplomatically, and this one was not interesting from either of them. No, I think the only interesting point is I think signs had gotten past Ricardo, and then so- a sacrifice had to be made to the Ferrari gods to make sure Leclerc had a good pit stop. So mm-hmm. and they sacrificed signs' as front wheel. And it was signs. <laughs> And then Leclerc comes in with like a perfect two second stop in a set. Right. 
<laughs> worth it every time. I would make that sacrifice so many times. Um, the other teams, Alpine had a pretty good weekend. They did. Alonso had that awesome start. It was awesome the... to watch. The The sprint race for Alonso was very exciting on the onboard camera. That was some video was, game shit he was pulling there. It was great for me because he shot up right behind Leclerc and then proceeded to just hold everyone up <laughs> forever. So Leclerc really did nothing the entire sprint race. He just kind of tooled around and finished with no drama whatsoever. Yeah, so Alonso had a good solid race. He kind of did the same thing in the actual race, I think. Made a spot or two and then just sat. Ocon... Got some points. Got That's some good. points. Maybe not justifying his contract yet still, but hey, look, there's man. more season. Rebuilding here. Five there's, and seven. There's more season left. <laughs> six and six. He, he got us to a, he's getting us to a bowl game. There you go. Going um, to Shreveport, baby. Alpha Tori. Not good for Gasly. Not good. Not good in general. Sonoda. Not good in general, but you expect that from Sunoda. Yeah, he's qualified 16th like a couple weeks in a row, I think. Yeah, I don't think that he and that car are gelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he's yelling, but... I said gelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, uh, he got a point, so I guess we can't be too hard on him. Uh, Aston Martin, v- Vettel had to DNF. I forget what was wrong with his car. He spun by himself and then broke the car somehow. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it, it was... There's an old joke about Vettel and spinning. So B button right. where the V goes. And yeah, just spun by himself and then broke the car. Stroll had a good race. Yeah, he did. I, I don't know how he got there. I don't remember any part of that. I don't remember that. anything about his race. But no, he did No, that's good. not true. At some point during the race, he almost lost control of the car just in the middle of nowhere with no one near him. Because of a helicopter, right? Yes, and it he was asking if his tires were messed up, and the radio confirmed that they were fine. And he said then it must have been that helicopter that came over and got a downdraft on him, which I would imagine with an F1 car probably would fuck some stuff up. That doesn't would, sound good. That would be haunting. Because <laughs> you wouldn't see it coming. No, and that car's so sensitive to everything. It would, it would be haunting. So I imagine that they'll have a talk with the uh, helicopter people in the future about not doing that. <laughs> yeah, why don't you keep it up a little bit higher there, buddy? That's what zoom lenses are for. <laughs> yeah. Alfa Romeo had a little <laughs> had a little Checo adventure. Checo. We didn't even talk about Checo. <laughs> we didn't we really talk about Checo. Checo had a rough weekend on a lot of fronts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what oh. to say about that, except that... <laughs> Oh, except that uh, that officially makes me not in favor of sprint qualifying. Checo is just by himself, man. I know, but, you know, in the qualifying, he did fine-ish. The old-fashioned style of qualifying. He did his normal, like, he did probably should have been better, it, but But we'll certainly wasn't 20th. <laughs> no. That was wild. He was just going, it was like, there goes Checo. <laughs> Nothing was happening at that point. Like, yeah. That was the only exciting thing that happened after like lap one and Alonzo passing everyone. But, you know, because I have to be biased and I need something to be angry about, uh, I'm officially against sprint qualifying because it screwed over Checo. That's fair. <laughs> and then Checo, Checo had a bad And then from the there, race. it really just, it all went <laughs> from bad to worse. I think the thing, I got hit a lot. People kind of ask on Twitter and saw the point made like, well, Checo does good starting at the back. Like he won a race from basically last point or last place last year. And I was like, 
But the one thing that we're missing is because they changed qualifying, everybody gets to pick whatever tire they want to start. So those top 10 drivers aren't on like a compromised tire they had to qualify on. So once Perez got to like 12th, there was just no more advantage, right? And so instead of being able to like chew through him because he's good at tire management, he had to pit pretty early and he was on the hards. Like it just, he, nothing worked for him. Yeah, nothing went right. Uh, it was he took the funny. point away from Hamilton. It was he funny did having him pit at the end just to take the point away from Hamilton. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. It made sense. It wasn't yeah. like a silly thing to do, but it is funny that that comes up. Like that's uh. a rare case where strategically you want to take fastest lap at 14th or whatever he was at at the moment. I bet. No- well, he was at like, 10th or he was like 11th nothing must hurt more even if you know you're the second driver to be clear when they're like yeah you could probably get a point here he was not gonna get that point he yes he had gotten up to 11th but he was like 10 seconds behind was he okay he was so far back because i was like oh maybe checko can get us a point and i looked at it i was like no he he's never going to get he's too far back okay just but just the like yeah, we don't care what you could have done, but you're taking that point away from the driver champion <laughs> you, competitor. You come in for the the spite pit. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then he ended Raikkonen's race. He ended, yes, was... he ended Raikkonen's race. Although Raikkonen finished 15. What does that mean? What happened there? I don't know. He was like around the points, and I don't know when he and Perez touched. But, but they how were did both he kinda... finish? Was his car still running? Yeah, he just spun around and went on his way. Oh, probably, okay. Who knows? It may not have been working. It's Raikkonen. and like, does he That's care? He's just, just, he's, his car's held it's together got- with chewing gum. He has so little give a fuck. It's hilarious. And the only interesting note about Giovinazzi is I had noticed that I don't feel like I've had to retype his name on the qualifying list for a while. <laughs> he's been 15th for three straight races in qualifying, and I think right around it for like two or three more. He has found his spot. And that he's, he's exactly the 15th it. best driver on the grid, and he's not going up or down. <laughs> um, Russell with uh, Williams. Astonishing uh, qualifying. Yes, again, another great qualifying. And bad at the rest of the racing thing. He's not doing well. It's a shame. I kind of like him. Yeah, I, I'm. I kind of want, and it's hard to judge because I mean he's in the Williams. Yeah, I know it's getting better, but like you kind of wonder like. Is he good at one thing? And like when the, you know, because qualifying, getting into Q3 and the, there's no pressure in the Williams to get to qualifying three. If you don't, no one cares. Your teammates on like 18th. If you do, you're a hero. Mm -hmm. But when he's put in the race and it's like, you need to like convert this to points. He like, he just fades. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if it gets in his head or if it's just. The dude is absolutely cursed, and I think that's the funnier one, and I like to choose that. Not so we're like going with take. that. Yeah, he's cursed. It has nothing to do with him folding under pressure. That's right. So we're staying with that narrative we've already started. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to uh, lie. At this point in the season, Haas just bums me out. Honestly, I don't want to talk about it. It's not funny. There, well, that's the thing. Like, it's not funny. It was funny at first because Mazepin was bad, but also like... 
a dangerous dick. and a threat yeah. to others. But now he seems to have calmed that down, maybe figured out how to turn without spinning out every single time. He did spin in the sprint qualifying race. Well, okay. <laughs> Not every time, but he's the, the, the rate is certainly going down. And now it's just a bad car that's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad car with two guys trying to get some experience, right? It's, But that's just a bummer for their whole, like, storyline, I guess. Yeah. There's just, it sucks. Now I'm just trying to identify drivers I think are worse than Mazepin. And I'm currently on Latifi is actually worse. He just doesn't do anything dramatic. Right. Like, he's just, like, consistently very slow. So we've touched on all the teams we've talked about sprint qualifying vb did pretty good we didn't talk about him who voltaire botas oh yeah we never talked about him. <laughs> he, he did pretty good for him he did. He, you know what he did he raced a valtteri botas race it was like was always right would, up around there did, not you, really think, a threat to win anything but a threat to screw up something for somebody who might win something I think Spencer Hall tweeted it like the guy like getting third place and celebrating like crazy. Yes. Even though <laughs> it's, it's his race. Like he was never, he got out of what, Hamilton's way. He was never going to catch Leclerc, which I found bizarre. No, he was not. But Norris was never going to catch him either. Yeah. He was just he racing just on an island. <laughs> he was just existed. It was like third had been like predestined for him and it didn't matter. None of the choices mattered. Val- just how- Valtteri Bottas in Finnish actually just means you finish third. <laughs> third place. One last thought that I had on this whole thing before we move on with our our show format as normal. So there was, <laughs> I made the mistake, we talked about this last week, of sort of like looking into the replies on F1 Twitter. Don't look there. I know, but you kind of, sometimes you kind of want to get the pulse of things. Um and there's no pulse there, man. I know. It's, the pulse isn't the right word. <laughs> but there's a throb, but it's not a pulse. And there was obviously a lot of vitriol directed towards Max, because I think that's a default position for a lot of people with Max, really? and I get that. Oh, yeah. And a lot of pro-Hamilton, but I get that because also this was the, you know, it's the definitive British race. And yes. a Brit won it, and that's cool. Yes. So I just wonder, I don't know enough about Max yet as a person because he does not, (laughs) he's a tough read Uh, (laughs) as a Dutch guy. I mean, he's very blunt because they are. So, you know, he's in that sense, I guess he's he's an easy read because he very much says what he thinks. But also, I don't know, I haven't watched long enough to know his demeanor, I guess. I know that he has a history of aggressive battles with other drivers, including yeah. his teammate in the past, Danny Rick. <laughs> um, yeah. Verstop, Verst- so when he was younger, the nickname was Mad Max. Yeah, which is and a great nickname, by the way. Both Vettel and Hamilton once said in a press conference that there were special rules for driving around him because sure. he basically would just... You just had to treat him differently because he would hit you and then blame you for it. Right. So, so with that in he, mind, my assumption is <laughs> probably at some point he's going to look for a, a reciprocity on that hit. Yeah. It just makes sense on a lot of levels. I don't know him that well, but it seems like that's probably true. 
And I wonder how the reaction will be when it is, you know, England's most favored son on the receiving end of it. So a couple things. I the the Max narrative. I'm not is saying fun. he should do this. No, 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 no. But I'm not I'm saying gonna, he gonna, shouldn't. But I'm not saying he should. And and I've kind of seen this brought up a couple of times. Like my dad, my brother, and I were talking about it. But uh, I'm gonna take the actual kind of boring logical look. Like Max is still kind of a hothead, but he's incredibly more mature than he was even like a year and a half, two years ago. He's in a title fight. He's leading. He's not going to do anything intentional because plus he's ancient now. He's 23. I know he's a grown man, but he's been racing in (laughs) F1 though, since he was 17. So, um, he, I would not want to be the driver that had the appearance of intentionally hitting the other one after this. Right. Because it has happened. Michael Schumacher hit Jacques Villeneuve, I think, in the in a corner in the last race of the 1996 World Championship, and was disqualified from the season for yeah. it. He now it was different. He punted him off so he wouldn't finish, <laughs> and so <laughs> Michael would win. But uh, yeah, they disqualified him. Right. I, I don't think Max will do it. I I honestly you think, don't. No, I think they'll calm down. I think Max will keep doing Max things like he. I don't think he's going to be any different than the way he was at Imola or Spain or any other place where he had a slight advantage into the corner and he didn't allow the space to the outside. Well, yeah, that's, but I don't think that's default. That's his default setting. Yeah. And I don't think there, I don't think he'd do anything intentional. I just don't, I think there was, Hmm. he's got, he's too level headed for being hot headed. He's, he's too well coached and too level headed. I, it would be hard. I mean, if he did, I would say Lewis got into his head. Well, yeah, for sure. That would actually be or, the more you intriguing. Know, a wall got into his head. Well, that's actually the more intriguing point of view for me. I mean, if Max goes out and just like crashes into him, like that would be kind of funny. But like his season's over. Like I, I, I think if he hit him, they're just going to pull him out of the series for the year and be like, think about what you've done. But if it's more intriguing, like. Lewis has always given Max the space Max wanted, and Lewis didn't this time. I don't think it'll affect Max because I think he's a sociopathic, like, bred to do this. But it's interesting, like, that wreck was really big. Does that kind of get into his head? Like, next time there's a 50-50, does he not do what he would normally do? Because, like, last time Lewis didn't give an inch, and it it was ugly, right? I, I think that's a remote case. I think it just looks pretty much like the last few races, except we probably get another tussle or two because neither one of them is going to give an inch the rest of the season. Gotcha. But I don't think anybody does anything intentionally. I, I've seen that floated and it's, it's kind of interesting, but I think there's too much at stake because this isn't quite like, you know, like a NASCAR or something where a guy will go bump another guy and they'll, you know, fist fight. They, they, uh, they react more harshly here. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You saw the comments were very pro Lewis, uh, the big thing today has been the uh, the unsavory comments towards Lewis, and now all of the teams, including like Red Bull and McLaren, and the Ferrari guys, are posting things about like how we won't tolerate racist abuse. Well, yeah, okay, that's but that to me is it's related, but but separate. You're on yeah, the yeah. internet, and there's a black guy, and the internet is full of racist assholes yeah, who yeah, will yeah. just those people. 
I bet a lot of them don't know jack shit about Formula One. They saw an opportunity to be a piece of shit on the internet, and they took I, it. I think there's a bit of a uh, in the moment, too, because currently England's got that going on a bit with the Euro. Yeah, that's... So. We won't get into all that. Yeah, we're not we're not going to cover that. That is outside the scope of FNG one, and will remain that way as long as possible. I'm surprised you got through like all the copy process and like Valtteri Bottas is better comments to see anything. I still have never seen that. You always say that. I've never seen that. I'm gonna have to send you screenshots where it's just people like pasting the same thing and like one's like Leclerc stole my table at dinner and he's rude and like it'll be posted like 47 times. Interesting. These people are insane. That's a dark place. Don't go into the comments. No. Okay, so I want to hear, because I am genuinely curious, who your driver of the week was. I don't even care. It's Leclerc. It's Leclerc. It's got to be Leclerc. Yeah. Is that two in a row for Leclerc? I think so. Okay. What happened last race? I don't remember. So Sean is calling for the homer pick of Leclerc, and I... I'm not surprised. I wasn't sure that's the route you were going to go, but I figured it might be. Hamilton knocked Verstappen out of the race, and it's enough to say that it's kind of his fault, Like, so I'd have a hard time giving it to him, even though that recovery was pretty incredible. No, it's definitely not Hamilton. I was briefly flirting with the idea of doing the joke response slash whatever response of saying it was Verstappen. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he came in second in the voting online. Yeah, he got, he got the the... Probably some sentimental award. Yeah, I he think that, that's kind of what it, sentimental race. is the word I was looking for. Yeah. But that's not actually my pick. My driver of the weekend is Alonzo. Because of that start? Yeah, that shit was exciting. And it's one of his best results <laughs> that he's had in a while. That was great. He had a great weekend and it was fun. Yeah. And he was a dick about it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think the only... the. The only reason I downgraded his start a little bit is Raikkonen made four spots at the start of that race and Ocon made four spots. And those were the three cars that started on soft tires. Right. But still, he took an aggressive line. It was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still got I don't think he's got everything he had. I mean, he's obviously the second oldest driver in the grid, but there's still like a few things that are like exceptionally (laughs) rated compared to most of the guys. Mm -hmm. And it's fun when he uses them. Yeah. I feel like I could watch him sprint qualify a lot, and I feel like it yeah. would be fun. It's on longer races where <laughs> the interest wanes. Uh, yeah, so like, my pick is Alonso. Alonso. Yeah, I think Leclerc probably would have been the slam dunk had he won. Oh, for sure. But he but, didn't. Yeah, it was so close. Yeah. I was going to be obnoxious. I was almost ready for it. Like, I, I was... The whole race, I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then like, towards the end, I was like, oh, man, I might have a chance. Well, here. that's where you went wrong. You I believed. Know. You had hope. I know. Seeing Hamilton in fourth, like I was like, oh, he's not far enough back. <laughs> Norris, I need you to do me a favor. And Norris promptly got right out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so All the times, man. Let's shift over to Ephanon. <laughs> and... You know, this this uh, I wonder in the like the QAnon world, and I do not want to know, so please don't tweet at me because I don't actually care. If anything, you know, that is known for being extremely is it conspiratorial? Is that the cons- conspiratorial? Conspiratorial. Yeah. Uh and everything is layers upon layers. Is it ever as surface evident <laughs> as what appeared to have happened in Ephanon? This weekend, 
<laughs> the Empire Strikes Back, like... <laughs> Yeah, like this was a almost too direct of an attack to fit under the auspices of Ephanon, I guess is the, my the deep state fought back apparently. Yeah, but like in QAnon the deep state doesn't ever just up and shoot a guy. It's never that <laughs> straightforward. What did they do? Oh, they just they just killed a man. Yeah. You I don't feel like you would ever just see that on Reddit. So, what did happen Ephanon wise? To be fair, uh, Ferrari could have double-crossed Red Bull here. Interesting. It didn't work out for them if they did. They tried. It came close. In which case, it would be an all-out war on three fronts between the big three if Red Bull goes third party at this point and says, we're no longer working for you, Ferrari. We're on our own. Now we have madness. We have a world war. On our hands. Ferrari may be very confident about next year. And so they're taking the fight to Red Bull now. So they're severing ties in anticipation of becoming one of the the superpowers. Yeah, they're putting Red Bull on the back foot right now. I see they're hamstringing their former allies. Yeah. Botas is... Uh, allied with no man because he did nothing he just finished third it does seem like perhaps botas is becoming disillusioned with both of his parties that he is a part to he had nothing to do his his mortal enemy perez was well, no. well out of the narrative perez is everyone's mortal enemy uh and and he his own he picked he, he picked up uh what you would call you know how people say you've just made a very powerful enemy well, Perez just made a very not powerful enemy in Alfa Romeo this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the most disillusioned person with the whole thing is now. I don't, I don't know what to cares. think of Perez as far as F9 goes this week. Raikkonen probably will forget about that too by like next race. I bet. I think that Raikkonen forgot about it before the car was done spinning. He said what he needed to say. And <laughs> just went about what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like this one's uh, may- maybe the concern is that Ephanon is boiling onto the front lines. I think I think it is. I think Ferrari's maybe feeling a little more confident, right? You know Leclerc's. what that means? That no. means that we were right. That about we were right part? about Ephanon <laughs> the whole time. That it really is happening now, and now everyone's yeah. going to see it. But we saw it coming. Who benefits from Max and Hamilton getting banned for next year? I mean, obviously Ferrari and McLaren uh, to a lesser extent. I was going to say this year, but Lando Norris would win and we haven't really <laughs> pulled him in at all. <laughs> so but maybe we'll it's say- high time we did. Maybe, maybe McLaren is actually the power behind the throne. And it's probably fair to say that Ferrari couldn't be that organized. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that McLaren is the ones who have been pulling Ferrari's strings without Ferrari even knowing it. And now McLaren has positioned themselves to where they are third in the Constructors' Championship. And let me can let me check to see if that's still true. Yes, third it in the is. Dri- yes. Okay. Third in the drivers as well. And the drivers. And now they're executing Order 66 and they're taking both Mercedes and Red Bull down because they don't feel that Ferrari is a threat. That's so, what's going on. Well, then then Ferrari is also countering because Ferrari actually did pretty good this week. Sure, but you know, this is a this is a long game. 
We're playing the long game, not just one weekend. You wait and ah. see. You wait and see what McLaren does to Ferrari this coming week at Hungaro Ring. And is that how it is? It Hungaro Ring. Hungaro Ring. Yeah, that's that's a mouthful. I can't say the name of the thing because it's in Hungarian, and it's not <laughs> a language I understand. Okay, I don't know what the sounds they make. I'd sure love to hear you attempt it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Magyar <clears throat> Nagic. Nagich. I I can't say that word. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that because it's probably racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go to. So that's Ephanon. Uh, it's boiling out all over the streets. So we'll just see what happens. So for which driver said this? Oh yes, it was Slim Pickens this week. I'm not gonna lie. Just don't do Max's, please. <laughs> no, no, that would be unpleasant. <laughs> so I'm going to take what's, I think, a pretty obvious one, but eh, it's perfect in its own right. <clears throat> maybe, maybe we need to make the car faster. Simple. It's impossible to fight against them. Same this, same that, and try to fight with the other cars. Come on, we've got to wake up and do something. Ooh. Is that like Gasly? No, that is the monologue from Kimi Raikkonen after he got hit by Checo. <laughs> and they they said, sorry, you were looking to get some points there. And he basically was like, who gives a fuck about points? This car sucks. And it was <laughs> such a Kimi Raikkonen monologue of he is nihilist Arby's if it drove cars. Oh. Yeah. He's the most nihilistic human being on earth. <laughs> this is only a hobby for him. He doesn't actually care about it. He's same. Those are his words, not mine. Yeah. So I don't know. I enjoyed that because it was the most Kimmy it was the most words I've ever heard Kimmy Raikkonen say out loud at once. And it was so intensely nihilistic and so fuck you and fuck this car to the people that built it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the other guys will try to like make their engineers feel good. Raikkonen doesn't give a shit. No, like, he does not. Give if they a... tell him to leave next week, he'll just go home. Yeah, he'll be like, like, all right, <laughs> go race dirt bikes with his kid or whatever. So that was our under investigation. No, that was our which driver said this. We've already had as much under investigation as we're gonna get. I did not actually have a topic for it this week. What's our total overall verdict on sprint qualifying? You like it? You hate it? I think I've established that I hate it. I thought it was fine. I don't, let me be clear. I don't actually hate it, but as a Red Bull fan, I have to hate it right now. I thought yeah. it was actually very interesting. And I did watch the whole weekend this week because I was trying to wrap my head around how this all worked. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting. The sprint race was very fun. Yeah, it was fun for like kind of a lap. Because okay, like that's not, that's true. It started fun, and then it was just a race. And then it was how far can uh, how far can uh, signs make it? That was basically the whole thing after it started. <laughs> it was one cool lap, like you know, Lewis and Max ha were fighting right then. It was great. Then Lewis kind of fell back, couldn't do a whole bunch about it, and Alonso made those positions and just kind of it was like how many people can pass him while he just like roadblocks the race. Yep. Um, my problem with it, a couple things statistically, I think it's silly that Max got pole. Like I think Mac or 
Lewis should have gotten pole on Friday and Max got some new category that he now leads one to zero over everyone who's ever been in F1. Just because like pole is how fast can you go on a lap, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of a quibble. A couple of drivers have said that. The thing I didn't really like, and I understand why they did it, qualifying on the soft tires, just being mandatory because they want to see the fastest laps and all that. And then that leading to free tire choice, not so much for the Saturday race, but the Sunday race. Right. Because you don't have to sacrifice anything to go fast as hell Friday now. Right. And this really matters. It doesn't matter so much for Red Bull and Mercedes, but like you've seen for Ferrari, like for me, it worked great because Ferrari didn't have to choose. (laughs) They just got to do the best thing both times. Not like, uh, this is going to suck for us if we do something, you know, to qualify. But literally everyone except for Perez chose the same tire to start the race on. Right. So you just don't think that the, the forced tire strategy decisions are as fun because they are not as present. Yeah. There's just not as much strategy to it. Now they all converge on the same solution. What's the best tire that balances early race performance and start performance with getting us to a one-stop strategy because two, you know, isn't efficient enough. And then you ended up with not a ton of passing because I mean, if we talked about the race, what really happened? We talked about Max and Lewis. Yeah, for, like, the, you know, I was saying to you before this episode that I was worried we weren't going to be able to fill a whole episode because outside of that crash, this wasn't a very interesting race. No, Leclerc made positions on being opportunistic as hell when two guys crashed. Sure. And a good start. Lewis passed people because he's in, you know, the second best car and he's the best driver on the grid. Right. Uh, Max notwithstanding and maybe Leclerc and Lando one day. And then really nobody else signs past some people because he was probably in the second or third best car of this weekend, right? The Ferrari was actually really good. Mm-hmm. That was it. Then some stuff at the back, just tussling. But yeah, I, that was the kind of part that I, I they're going to work on it. We're going to see it two more times this year and then they'll decide if they want to carry it to next year. I, I'm kind of ambivalent after yeah. that one. It was exciting, but... I'm not sure that it adds a ton. And I think there's there was an outcome where Sunday's race was awful because there was nothing happening. If yeah. Max and Lewis don't crash, it might have been a very boring race. That's true. I mean, as it was, I think it still was a pretty boring race. So yeah. I think either way, this one was doomed to not be interesting. Yep. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that's the way this track normally just is. No, no. Britain's usually pretty good. Uh, so that's why I'm inclined to say that the tires did have some impact. So we're going to say not a fan of sprint qualifying so far. I'll hold, I'll withhold judgment. I want to see the rest of them. Nope. I'm making you judge right now. Okay. <laughs> no hot takes. You got all of them last, last podcast. <laughs> okay. So next, not next weekend, weekend after that, we're in Hungary. Yeah. Okay. For the, what was the name of the ring again? Hungara ring. Cool. Not that's. It's not a good name. That was the that was the cool rainy race last year where Max lost his shit and spun like three times. Oh yeah, um, that and one was Perez bonkers. drove like f- the whole race on one set of tires. Yeah, and so did Lewis. <laughs> and Leclerc almost got second, but then got fourth on the last corner because he got a little too That's aggressive. Right. I remember that. Yeah, so that was a good uh, one. Hung- yeah, Hungary is in normal conditions is definitely a Lewis strong point. And the Ferrari should be pretty good at it. That's right. the early intel. 
So what we're saying is we're looking for Max is going to win, and Ferrari's going to be like to 18th. take the lead back next I, or in two weeks. He cannot quite take the lead back. I think he's eight points back. Uh, if Max DNFs, he can. <laughs> oh, okay. If Max DNFs, then holy shit, this year got crazy. <laughs> and I think I think this is a good time to point back to you know last race we were talking about is Mercedes over. There is the one outcome that can happen more often than you would think, but in Formula One where somebody DNFs and all of a sudden the whole season looks completely different. Right. Yeah. And that's what happened. There you go. All right. Well, I think that is our episode. Uh, Thank you again to Chris King for our theme song. The song is Cat Mountain Drive off of the album Gold Pulls. Go find him at Artificial Chris on Twitter. I am at DefNotChuck. Sean is at Sean underscore leg with two G's. Follow us at FNG1Pod. That's where you can find our feed. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe and leave a review. It's helpful. Uh, Let us know what you like and what you don't. Uh, Make it a five-star review regardless of what you don't like. (laughs) Yeah, give us a five-star review and then just lift off some critiques. Yeah, (laughs) that's fine. We're, We're cool with that. And we'll read them, maybe. I don't know where to read those. I'll look them up. Yeah, and we will see y'all in two more weeks. And until then, we'll see you later. Take care. Per my email, this is actually... Per my email. (laughs) He definitely sent pictures because he was quoting some image that's in the... Were they nudes? Were they nudes? I mean, those Toto Wolf nudes, man, that gets some traction on the internet. He strikes me as somebody who has, like, blackmail ones of, like... (laughs) I thought you were going to say he strikes me as somebody who has an OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's just like lecturing on how to run an organization. (laughs) It's it's hungrylikethewolf.com.